You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. Cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am your tour guide, Josh Chernoff, and he is The Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? I am doing swimmingly well, my friend. How are you? I'm, I'm, uh, if I was any better, I'd be you. That's not saying much. Um, <laughs> so you tell me, am I doing really poorly or what's happening? I'm uh, doing all right if you, know, you lack sleep and, well, you, you have a newborn. Well, sort of a newborn. I keep forgetting you your kid. Yeah, happened a couple months ago. but Dude, my uh, newborn is uh, going to be one year old uh, in Jesus. two weeks. Jesus. Uh, I said it and then I was like, man, where's... That, yeah. that was like it's, okay, and I, it's insane. I started. I, I, I start, absolutely. I started when you're doing like, oh, you're the newborn. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. I, he still I sleeps going, like one. I start doing that uh, Alan from uh, the Hangover thing where they show him thinking and oh. all the numbers. <laughs> I had to do some quick fucking math on that one. Yeah, no, but, it's uh, it's, in, it's incredible, and uh, he actually uh, his birthday's on the 18th. Um, nice and. My family, some of my family will be visiting the following week. We'll be coming to visit. Uh, they've never met cool. him. So that's, uh, that's crazy. And then I'm going to be meeting, he'll be meeting more family in August. Um, we're going nice. to go see some other family. So, yeah, it's, I mean, this is something, it, it's, it's an amazing thing what this apocalypse has done um, because yeah. you never would have like, like if this was like my other, like my first two kids and if my, if, if I had like said to my mom, like, you know, Hey, schedule, things are working out, whatever. Like, I don't know if you're going to be able to even meet them until like, you know, they're two weeks old. It would be like the end of the world. How is this possible? We can't do this. How am <laughs> I not there for this baby? And then. Here you go. You know, I have a kid and I mean, not that it's been easy on anyone, but it's just, yeah. it's, it's nuts, man. Um, God bless, man. Yeah. I, uh, like, uh, it seems like all my friends are having fucking kids and I keep hearing the same thing. It's like, man, I miss sleep, you know? Dude, it, uh, I have not had a good night's sleep, like a, a uninterrupted night's sleep. I want to say in like six years because <laughs> like since I, my daughter was born because like it was well, just like six and a half years at this point, like, because you know, kids 
don't all there's always by the time you get the one, then you have the other one. So they're all, you know, going crazy. But um, <laughs> I'm going uh, this week as as we're recording this, I'll be uh, down in Atlantic City. Your old stomping nice. grounds. Um, yeah, my producing a, a thing for uh, for fight at the showboat, which would be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> the coolest part is probably that I'm going down by myself, and I may finally get for the first time, and I don't know how long I might get a good night's sleep. So, um, <laughs> you know, this really is the first time that I've gone through this with with one of my kids because I was always traveling for work or doing something. Uh, with the other ones. So it was, I've never went an entire year where I was with them. And, and I mean, I'm really lucky in that regard, but, uh, but it'll be, it'll be interesting, man. But yeah, kids, dude, say goodbye to sleep. You look in the mirror, you go, it's been a year. How did I age 40 years? Um, you know, we were, we were doing, uh, saying off air, we did, uh, talking with friends available at youtube.com slash mind of the meanie. Uh, yes. We did that last night, and it just dropped as we're recording this on a Friday. And one of the things at the end, you know, we kind of, the theme throughout it was talking about this trip we d- we did when we went to Canada uh, in 2002. Blame and, Canada. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but at the end, I was kind of like, you know, what's everyone's reflections on it? And uh, Calvin and, and Matt, like, they both brought up, kind of like a really interesting of like advice to anyone listening who doesn't have kids and isn't, you know, and it is at the point in their lives, you know, late teens, early twenties where we were like, you get an opportunity to go take a trip with your friends or something, do it because that's, I mean, that's really like, we don't have that opportunity now. And, uh, Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. So meanie, uh, you've made some good choices, I think. Um, but yeah, I have it's to. Like, I have to. It's it's worth every every lack every lack of sleep second. I can't even put a sentence together. But but yeah, yeah. Like uh, last night, I I couldn't sleep because I was binge watching. You know, Mayor of Easttown. But you know, yeah. Other than that, oh, you excellent. tweeted that it was really good, right? Yeah, it was really good. Uh, and again, I'm unapologetically a uh, Philly homer, and it was filmed like. 10 minutes south of here yeah. uh, in Delco, as we say. Delaware County yeah. or Delco, as the re- re- regulars say. Did you uh, see the Saturday Night Live skit yes, about I it? Did. Yeah. My, my wife was in tears laughing. And she, yeah. her family, she has a lot of family, and she grew up in Delco. Yeah. I did not. Uh, I was a Monco guy, uh, yeah. as they call it. But... Um, but so I like could appreciate it because you know people, but she like oh appreciated God, yeah. it because it was like her life. And the uh, the best part was the line where they're like, "That's your uh, you know the granddaughter or whatever." And the granddaughter, and I'm like, "How old are you?" And she's like, "I'm a Philly 40. <laughs> it was just it's fantastic. But uh, dude, yeah, for those uh, listening at home, like like if you're if you're from Philly, Delco's like it. I mean, it's part of Philly. It's not part of Philly, but I mean, it's just like this own planet where, yeah. like, you go from South Philly accent to almost like a borderline Minnesota accent. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go get a hoagie down at the Wawa. Yeah. My ace hole daughter. You know, uh, have you ever seen Aunt Mary Pat? No. The, uh, 
uh, as a character on uh, Facebook and does the perfect Delco accent. It's amazing. I was like, they should have, they should have. Hired uh, Aunt Mary Pat as a, uh, as a, di- as a uh, dialect coach. Dialect coach, either that or <laughs> Tina, F- that or Tina Fey. That would be oh, great. Man. But uh, show is really good, man. Um, I I was watching it. I was like, "What's it remind me?" Anybody work? If you ever saw the movie Mystic River with uh, Sean Penn, it's yep. kind of got that vibe. And then I said that on Twitter, and somebody even brought up an even better point. Well, just as good point. It's like Mystic River meets um, True Detective, kind of. Mm. And uh, I, I don't, I'm not going – look, if you haven't watched it, I'm not going to go into details and spoil it. Did, but uh, I will say I love it for the fact that it was shot right near, right here. and uh, Right here. Ta- in Beautiful. Delco. <laughs> but, they're, oh, my God, they, you know, it, it's, a, it's like take a shot for every – Local Philly reference they make, you know. Yeah, did it's, you? It's pretty uh, good. Did you um, ever see the TV show Psych? No. All right. It's. Um, I I, I wanted to, but I'm amazing. a cord cutter, so yeah, yeah. It is so well. No, I mean it's all you can get it. I think, I'm on, sure, on but Peacock yeah. now. Um, but it is so good, and every once in a while they still bring back some, uh, like movies for and stuff. But Mystic River was. Such like a, a moving film, like so like, you know, but yeah. then they did one episode where they like just every time like someone was running in, they're like imitating Sean Penn with like, is that my daughter in there? Is that my daughter? And like every time like something out, they would, they would just keep doing it every character. So now I can't think of or see the other movie without laughing at a yeah. horrible scene that is not yeah. supposed to invoke laughter. Um, but when I, I saw, I saw Mystic River in the theater, that, that it was a moving scene when Sean Penn's just losing his shit. Mm-hmm. And you know what also got me is like Sean Penn in that movie. And that character reminds me of a relative. Of I have a, well, I had an uncle Jimmy just recently passed away, but he reminded me of my uncle Jimmy to the T, even really? down to the, no, down to the nose is like, wow. I'm, like, I'm looking, I'm like, that's fucking Uncle Jimmy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just, uh, and there's a kind of like a scene like that in uh, Mayor of Easttown. Mm. You know, I'm not saying that like, oh, they ripped off Mr. No, no. No, it, it, it's along that vibe. It's a little cloudy, you know, like, uh, not like a murky, depressing show. Because there's actually a lot of funny parts in the show, too. But, uh yeah, there's the, the characters are so good. They're so relatable. Uh, there's people on that show that I was like, oh yeah, I know somebody like that. You know, being from Philly and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, there's like a Yingling and, and Wawa cup in every shot, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then like you know, he's, I read an interview with uh, Kate Winslet where she was like, you know, like uh, Wawa was like this majestic place that she had always heard about, and then when she finally got to walk through the doors of a Wawa, I was like. And if only she would have been there in the nineties. Oh my god! It was. Yeah, that's the thing. Wawa. I feel like they they ride on this reputation that was yeah. made decades ago, because Wawa yeah. in the early nineties was unrecognizable to what it is today. I mean, it was the food you would get then, and I'm a little biased because it was my right. family's uh, uh, coleslaw and potato salad and uh, macaroni salad and all that stuff. Yes, but. Uh, 
it, but in general, I just remember the sandwiches were like just out of this world, man. They were amazing. That was like, I would go down the shore and, and, uh, and we were walking distance where we stayed. We were walking distance to a Wawa and we would go yeah. and I would get, I'd get like a big ass hoagie, a, like turkey hoagie with hoagie. extra uh, hoagie. And then I would, uh, I'd grab it. I'd snap into a Slim Jim yeah. all the time. And uh, no, man, it was, it was good times. Um, and now there's stuff just, I'm not a, just not a fan. It it would be no, no, uh, there'd be no reason at like 2 a.m. after leaving the bar, go to Wawa and get a meatball hoagie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, my, one of my favorite stories that I tell is like, uh, you know, uh, around 2004, 2005, I was newly single uh, from my previous uh, train wreck. And um, yeah, me, me and the guys went out. And then the next day I woke up and I had a two-foot Wawa hoagie on my fucking lap. I'm sitting in my lounge chair with a two-foot Wawa hoagie on my lap, and there's a tomato, like, on my left pack, if you want to call it that, left chest area. And I, I wake up, I look down, I go, oh, tomato. And I just... <laughs> After I tied one on, you know, it's either that or go to South Street and get wasted on a dollar PBRs and... You know, go to Lorenzo's and get a couple slices, and you wake up the next morning and you got Lorenzo's box on the floor. And you're like, ah. it's an either or situation there. Oh yeah, you can't lose either way. But yeah, I agree with the Wawa. It's uh, yeah, the dude. I remember when I was a kid in the '80s, and they had like commercials on the TV, and they had like a jingle, and there's always that thing like um, like Wawa was always like the grocery store, but now it's become this thing where it's like a a super grocery store, super mm-hmm. gas station now. Yeah. And then if if you're in Pennsylvania or if you've driven through Pennsylvania, there's Wawa and then there's Sheets. Right. And Sheets is not really, they don't have those around us really. Like there's, like may, there's one maybe like an hour from here. Yeah. Like we'll, you, we'll you hit it like to, when we drive to Florida to visit family and stuff, we'll hit Sheets. Yeah. But there's like this rivalry between yeah. people who like Wawa and people who like Sheets. And it's almost like, you know, uh, turf war. It's like, Here's you know, the when the when the newsman and anchorman were, were <laughs> battling, you know, just this cheesy, corny war. You know? Sheets. I think Sheets offers more than Wawa does in some ways. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing that they have there that I get every time and I'm always like, eh, I'm not going to get it this time. It's too sugary for me, but it's uh they have basically a, a like a slushy cup filled with um little uh uh fruity pebble uh, rice krispie treat bites. Nice. And dude, I can eat fruity pebbles every day for the rest of my life every meal. I love fruity pebbles. And that uh we just had so a fruity pebbles coffee creamer. Was it good? It was good. It actually tasted better than it tasted more like fruity pebbles than fruity pebbles. Oh, dude, what? Who makes it? Like, was uh, it like a fruity pebbles brand? No. Or was I, it like a? Well, I that's what I'm saying. To, was it like a, a like right like fruity rice flavor, or was it fruity pebbles? Oh, it was fruity pebbles. Oh, like it was supposed like it said the fruity pebbles. Coffee. Like, oh yeah. Let me uh, text a friend. I was going to say the one good thing. Yeah, do a little phone a friend situation here because I need to know. 
Um, another another thing about um, Wawa though that is amazing is their coffee, and I think they beat everybody on their coffee. Their coffee is so uh, damn good. Who's that, Wawa? Wawa. Yeah, yeah. I just had the dark roast today, which is I really, always do. Really good. Is that is that your go to? I I well, the cool thing is about Wawa is you can make your own coffee. So mm-hmm. I'll take a little bit of dark roast and then I'll slide on down and have some uh, hazelnut. See, I do the dark roast and French vanilla. Yeah. That's what I do. Then I put the French vanilla creamer in there, uh, and then I go take a sheets. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's good stuff. Hey, I want to get to a uh, ask. The, uh, oh. Re- real quick, real quick, before we get to that, because that's important, too. Uh, the... <laughs> uh, the Fruity Pebbles creamer was by International Delight. International. And we got it at ShopRite. I don't know where I'm going tomorrow. Yeah, man. It was really good. All right. Yeah, so, it was, um, it was uh, more Fruity Pebbles than actual Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> how much did you put in? Like, were you very... Not much. Okay, I was going to say... I, I, like, like we're we're a black coffee household here. We drink our coffee mm-hmm. black like our fucking hearts. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, we. It, it came from years of just being stopped. We were tired of being disappointed by the fucking people making our coffee because the people making our coffee at Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's probably never drink coffee in their everyday lives. So they put what they thought was what I wanted in there, and it was it's like, dude, I said a little bit of cream. Please, it is more milk than uh, there's more cream to coffee. But so we we made a vow to each other. Fuck it, we're just drinking black coffee from now on. So, uh, but we saw that. No, oh. we're like, oh, you gotta do that. Gotta, That's amazing. You gotta. So, well, thank you for. We went me through know. that. I'm gonna look that up and, uh, and yeah. get it. Um, Andy Slichter. Had a, a question, and I don't want to forget it. So we're not doing this. Isn't Ask Meanie yet? This is not the Ask Meanie segment. But he had a question from last week, and I want to. And it got deleted when we came back because oh. we had our our uh, beware of dog situation. Oh. Well, here we are redoing the match uh, the next night yeah. on Raw. So Andy Slichter writes, uh, "Bring it, Savio." <laughs> Favorite venue to wrestle at in the greater Reading, PA area, and have you wrestled at the famous Hamburg Fieldhouse? I have wrestled at the Hamburg Fieldhouse. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know what's a good... I guess that's the greater Reading area? I guess, I don't so, know. <laughs> I would have to say that, because I, anytime I really wrestled in Reading was at uh, for ECW... And it was at the Body Slams Arena, which was basically over a tattoo shop and a car garage kind of thing. And that was cool, too. But that was, I don't think that was really known for wrestling. But to wrestle in the Hamburg Fieldhouse, talk about, you know, a bucket list moment from my childhood. Well, tell I anyone watched, listening who's not familiar with the area, tell them why that's such an important Venue. Well, that's where that's where WWF or WWWF did TV, and the most notable event that happened in the Hamburg Fieldhouse was uh, Piper hitting Snook over the head with the coconut, which and, we've uh, talked about. Yeah, where he ran out that door, right? And then you <laughs> checked it out. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, that's the door Piper hit in. I went in there. It was just like a shitty bathroom. 
It's, <laughs> you know, and it, and it was worse after you left. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Now, how do you how do you go into that bathroom and not take a shit when you know that that's such a special you know, yeah. piece of history? <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's yeah, that's a that's a, a thing you got to do when in uh, when in Hamburg. <laughs> no, but seriously, like at the Hamburg Fieldhouse, like so much, so much cool shit happened there, and I think a lot of people who watch the tapes from back in the day, it could you could easily blur the Hamburg Fieldhouse from the downtown fairgrounds, mm-hmm. kind of the way it's, it was filmed. For me, very yeah, similar. it's tough to. I, I don't know which was – I mean, I, I knew that they did both. Um, yeah. But and which I got to do both, which is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. But, yeah, I would, you know, to get, answer that question, you know, since you brought up the Hamburg Fieldhouse, how are you going to top that, really? Mm-hmm. You know? Man, very cool. Uh, well, we'll get to some more Ask Me Any questions later on. Uh, yeah, sorry show. about the uh, technical technical difficulties we had last week too. Yeah, I hope because, everybody uh, enjoyed the uh, sound effect that that I added in, though. Um, <laughs> but uh, man, what a what a pain in the ass that was! And it was this I, weather has been so goofy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought it was from a storm. Then I'm like, I think it might be because my computer was unplugged. Like, I don't. It, it's it. I'm on a laptop for people going, well, if your computer was unplugged, it wouldn't be on. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's a laptop. They're um, called Spinal Tap Moments for a reason. Yeah. But here's yeah. the, the best part. Before we go on the air, and that happens last week, I'm talking to Meany about how I've just been given, like, multiple live broadcasts for fight to do. And yeah. I'm like, dude, between us, man, I'm a little, uh, a little nervous of this equipment. Is gonna just crap out on me. Like everything's been running smoothly, but I'm yeah. uh, I'm kind of worried. Like you know, this is not the time when you're doing live broadcast for you know because I'm, I'm gonna be doing a f- uh, fight and focus, and then I'm doing uh, producing the weigh in, and you know it's a whole other thing being on the other side of it. Um, which in a lot yeah. of ways I prefer because it's not as it, there's far less to memorize and be on camera and, you know, doesn't matter how I look. Um, but on the other side, you know, look, it's your responsibility, whether or not the show is going to come off well. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. And then that <laughs> happens. So I'm like, yeah, you know, um, but yeah, Hey, Hey, what can hey, you do? It ha- hey. Um, you know what else happens? People, yes. uh, people get fired. And a lot yeah. of people got fired this week. And, Sadly, unfortunately. Yeah, and a lot of people, uh, that you had your, your fans that I would say the majority were very positive of just like, hey, you know, can't wait to, like instantly the internet is flooded with like, people are so pumped and excited for like Aleister Black's run in AEW and they love what he's doing with Dark Order and then they're like, oh, but I love it. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, pump the brakes, man. Who who knows where he's going? But I've seen like a whole thing where people are just like, oh man, that'd be amazing. Oh no, he needs to be Tommy End. He needs to be the butcher, the blade, the end. He needs to be with them. And then people are like, oh, that's it. That's what he's got to do. And like, oh man, can you imagine? That's gonna be bad. It's like, dude. So people were really excited, and yeah, I find it to be fascinating, Meanie, that yeah. like it, I think that speaks to where wrestling is today because. 
a few years ago when people were cut from WWE, you know, that post WrestleMania cut and all that, it was just yeah. like, oh man, that really sucks. And then done. Right. But now there are so many options, so many places where people can work that it's almost from a fan's point of view, we're all like, this is exciting. Braun Strowman, holy crap, we didn't think we'd see him anywhere but WWE forever. So, yeah. man, I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. Possibly not quite as exciting for the individuals who were released, but I'm yeah. sure they're all going to land on their feet. Uh, what do you... What are your thoughts? What are you What are you thinking about everything that happened? And then I want to talk to you about what you what you think this could all mean. Well, dude, uh, it, I mean, getting fired sucks. I mean, they say getting released, but getting fired and you're an independent contractor, so you're not really getting fired. But uh, yeah. so, uh, but it always sucks. I, I've been there twice uh, with the same company within the within a year. You know, I got released. They brought me back, and then they released me again. It sucks, but. And you never want to say you're happy that somebody got released. But like you said, there's so many options now mm-hmm. between AEW, uh, Impact. Let's not forget about Ring of Honor. They're still sure. viable. MLW. And great podcast MLW, very, Yeah. Our, 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 our family network here. Um, yeah. There's so many options. Uh, you know, it, 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 it sucks to get released. But, like, they're going to go somewhere. They're going to go shine, uh, reestablish themselves. Like, for instance, uh, one of my protégés, Steve Macklin, mm-hmm. his, uh, his uh, vignette aired on Impact, this yeah. recent Impact. And I'm excited to see what he does because um, he's got a great mind. And, you know, it seemed like every time they're about to do something with him, it, it just stalled, which yeah. seems to be the story with a lot of talent in WWE. And you know what? And I I know I've been rough on Impact <laughs> recently. Uh, but, you know, that's just like a, me being disappointed that, you know, TNA Impact had a chance to be the alternative, and then they tried to be See, the me, next WWE. Impact is not know? TNA anymore. Impact, I, I'm not really a fan of a lot of their stuff. I feel like it's yeah. their storylines are incredibly convoluted. I always feel like while it's a a weekly episodic program, as we're always told. Um, well, I always feel like that's the, the, you know, what it is. Like any television show, people need to be able to jump in. And especially when you're talking about a show yeah. that's been on for as many years as an Impact or, of course, a WWE or something, you need to be able to bring your, your new viewers in and make them feel like okay I, I'm, I'm picking up on this I'm getting this every week yeah. should be kind of reintroducing WWE you know they always joke about on something to wrestle the pronouns pal and all that stuff but there's a reason for that if you really think about it Vince McMahon's insistence that you call the person by their name yeah you don't know I mean, for a number of different reasons but a big one is who who knows who just tuned in for the first time ever right, right. Blue Meanie's wrestling and you're out there, and, and I've never heard of the Blue Meanie. I've never really watched wrestling. Maybe I watched it 10 years ago, maybe whatever. And I'm yep. looking, well, right off the bat, you got the blue hair, you've got the look, you've got my attention, right? right? But if I'm watching the whole thing, and they're like, and he's doing this, and he's doing that, and you know all that, and they're not putting your character over, which is why commentating is so damn important. If they're it not is. putting your character over... 
Like, I might just be like, I don't know who that dude was. So then what am I going to do? Go tell a friend, like, oh, you should have seen there's this weird dude with blue hair. Like, no, you want to be like, there was this guy, the blue meanie, and you want to be able to tell the whole story of who that character is just from the one match, you know? It's not like there's an app, you know, like if you hear a song on the radio, you put the app <laughs> up the radio, it tells you there's no app to put the your phone up to the... TV and, and they goes, hear the oh, that's wrestling and they yeah. <laughs> they go what's that oh that sounds like knees on the Sandman's rib cage okay yeah you know. no but, yeah. but you know for somebody like you every time you went out there and you were a guy who as we've talked about you know and, and is now featured on our action figure um, you'd put your social media stuff on the back of your of your shirt but so much so that Stephanie McMahon <laughs> mentioned it to me. She's like, I see you've been putting your uh, website on your shirt there. How would you like to incorporate your website into WWE? And then Steve Blackman ruined that conversation. I say, it was pretty much this is what it was. Meanie, picture all the money you can make from a website. Now picture it going to us instead. Is that something you might be interested in doing? (laughs) Um, But, uh, but no, so, um, I don't know, I I, I just... I think it's so important, you know, when you would like come out there, like you had these people putting you over. They always talk about the commentators putting them over and putting over doesn't mean that they're like saying you're the greatest thing in the world. You're all that like right. putting over is get, get that character across, let people know who it is. And that's my issue with impact. And that's why I thought impact in AEW was not a good idea. Love the Kenny Omega storyline. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's cool. wasn't good. It wasn't good for AEW. That's for sure. Made no sense, right? I let well. I like AEW has momentum, and they're it's kind of like they're slowing down to help help their friend who doesn't walk as quick, right? Catch up to them and see. So that's the weird thing. Like to me, I love the idea of like the good brothers in AEW. Kenny Omega is the heel. Don Callis by his side. I love the whole idea of that. The impact yeah. thing didn't really make like. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I know there is some good stuff going on over at Impact. I know, like, Brian Myers is doing some great stuff. Uh, I love Character-driven him. stuff. And it's really good. Uh, and they just announced that, I believe, in July, they'll be returning to having fans. And that, Which to is me, great. is I will be tuning in. Because... Yeah. That's the opportunity to, to grab us all back. And that's, I think, when WWE tours in July... I think everybody needs to, like that, I think there's going to be a huge spike in the ratings yeah. for that Raw. You know, for the first Raw or SmackDown that has an audience. I just fear WWE is just going to freaking blow it. You know, and it's going to be a terrible show, and it's, yeah. it's, it's not going to hit home for anybody, but... They got to ditch that third fucking hour, man. I'm cracking this uh, open because I saw you drinking yours already. So yeah, I couldn't. I'm, I apologize. I couldn't wait. I got my uh, LaCroix key yeah, lime cool. here. Uh, I got my, <laughs> sorry. my extra large aha. I noticed those. Mm. I noticed those. I'm, Two for the price of one. Buy one, get one free. A little BOGO, if you will, over at Wawa right now. At the Wawa. At the Wawa. Um, you can get one for your brother. You can get one for your daughter. Your daughter. Hey, uh, not to get off topic, but uh, I had the Rocks Energy drink this week. How was it? Very good. Yeah, I haven't uh, had it yet. I really want to, but I haven't had it yet. Uh, there's a couple, like, vitamin shops in the area that sell them. If okay. you don't want to, so if you could, you could buy one, like, a couple Lucy's to see what you like in case yeah. you want to order a case. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the way to do it. 
Yeah, the lemon lime was the winner for me. I had the lemon lime, the orange crush, and the regular. And dude, like, I, I'm. We'll get back to impact. Uh, but uh, the lemon lime sugar free. I, I, I'm blanking on the name of the product, which is a, a shitty sales pitch. But um, well, I'm. They're not paying me, so fuck it. Uh, <laughs> I got a buzz from that drink that coffee hasn't given me in years, which was pretty cool. So now, mental buzz or physical buzz or both? Just a physical buzz. I felt like I had more energy, like legit. Oh, not, wow. I'm not. I'm not being paid to say this or anything like that, you know. But uh, nah, the the uh, it was really good. So all right, I'm gonna check I, that out. I, I, and the reason why I brought that up is because somebody told me they sold my Wawa, so I've been going to every Wawa looking for it. Nah, I haven't seen it. And Wawa. I had to do the, I had to do the Google, you know, where is this drink near me? And it said the vitamin shop, so I just went to the vitamin shop. So hey, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Liam Savage. Writes, woohoo, finally made it for the first live stream in ages. Good to see you guys. Good to see you, Liam. Felt like, uh, I thought I thought that, you know, you forgot about us, but also forgot to cancel your Patreon membership. So I wasn't, I was like half upset, <laughs> but also hey, very don't grateful. Remind them. Uh, no, man, glad you're here. Um, I'm, and I'm glad you're here, buddy. Great opportunity just to uh, thank all of our Patreon members for being here. Hey, if you haven't joined Patreon yet, uh, you really should. Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. We're having a blast over there. And uh, most of our fun times are either in the beginning or end of when we're filming these or uh, when we do those Zoom calls, man. Those are a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, we used to enjoy the watch-alongs, uh, but those are less enjoyable thanks to Peacock. Um, <laughs> but, Meanie, all of that is to say, uh, I'm putting you on the spot right now. All right, I'm yes. going to ask you a question. This answer, I'm preparing you. This answer. Let me uh, get well. a take a drink. Get a sip. This answer could very well land on several different days of news on Wrestling Inc. Um, <laughs> Blue Meanie, is the WWE getting ready to be sold? And if so, to whom? My prediction is that the WWE will be sold to Amazon. Oh. Think about it. Now, do I know this? No, but, dude, they're dumping a bunch of salary, mm-hmm. and they signed two single, $2 billion deals each for Fox, Peacock. They're dumping salary to show a higher profit margin. Mm-hmm. So when they go to sell it, they're like, oh, look at all this money we made. Now, the reason why... I say Amazon. I see, like, you look at the news, and all these people are clamoring to buy content. Yeah. You know, all, MGM bought this or that, or, you know, Disney bought this or that. Imagine if you're Amazon, not only, I mean, right now, Peacock has the rights to stream the network, mm-hmm. and Fox has the right to think. But if you're Amazon, and you're the sole person who could sell wwe t-shirts mugs and all that stuff and not have to pay a licensing fee to the wwe you could be the sole licensee to sell t-shirt wwe merchandise just that alone would be worth it and then who's to say once those deals run out you know uh you know with peacock and stuff like that in a couple years Maybe some of the content slowly, gradually goes over to Amazon. 
And then down the line, if the Peacock deal runs out, all the content goes to Amazon Prime. You know, you can still keep the Fox deal because that's just live TV. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, you know, Amazon, I mean, I mean, they're their prime target because they own everything from Whole Foods to they're getting into, you know, they if just, you want your medicine. They just, if you want your medicine. Mm-hmm. They're going to be starting, which, ta- which tanked the stock of Rite Aid, CVS, and Walgreens uh, when yeah. that was announced that they were getting into the game. Uh, and... Then let's not talk, let's not forget the eight point four billion dollar acquisition of MGM. Yes, that Amazon just did, and I bring that I know, to you I from knew, an article. Yeah. Um, I knew MGM was bought, but uh, there's been so many moves. It, it's kind of like the three card Monty. Where, where, which one went where, and stuff like that. So there was this article, okay? Um, yes, that I stumbled upon. Uh, babyfacevheel.substack.com. Somebody, I don't know what this is, but somebody tweeted it, and I, I looked at it. Sure. But they were quoting this thing, this, this uh, Mike Hopkins, Senior Vice President of Prime Video and Amazon Studios, was quoted about the value of the MGM film library. And he said, MGM is a vast catalog with more than 40, or more than 4,000 films. He lists all of them. Uh, and then he goes on to say, the real financial value behind this deal is the treasure trove of IP in the deep catalog that we plan to reimagine and develop together with MGM's talented team. Right? Right. So, a source told front office sports Michael McCarthy, who did a, uh, who did a, a, a piece on whether or not the WWE would be, um, whether or not the WWE would be sold or whatever. The source said, uh, who did not want to be named, at first glance, WWE's a wrestling company, but it's really a media content company with a treasure trove of IP that appeals to young demos. Mm-hmm. So this article was basically going, Wait a second. A treasure trove of IP? The same thing that the vice president, the senior vice president of Prime Video and Amazon Studios, Mike Hopkins, said about the acquisition of MGM and why it was so important, saying that they the mo, the, the the real value was the treasure trove of IP. And then this anonymous source talking about WWE is saying, well, they're not just a wrestling company, they have this treasure trove of IP. And that mm-hmm. was this person, and it made me think of it, and I, look, I looked it up when you were talking, because that was their saying, hey, you know, who knows, but that kind of leans towards maybe Amazon's having a conversation. Yeah, they could be the dark horse in this. Uh, and they're, they're trying to do everything. They got their own shows. Uh, during an NFL season, they do Thursday night football games, mm-hmm. exclu- you know, for Prime. Unbelievable. They want content. And everybody... It, Right now, it's like the uh, arms race. Back in the day, there's an arms race. And now everybody's in an arm race, arms race for content because who knows if cable TV goes away, goes bye bye. The traditional, mm-hmm. you know, hook a cable into your, you know, run cable into your house. And all that. So maybe you just need an internet connection and you can have cable wherever you want. And so you go, well, why you know? does everybody want content? Well, it's pretty simple. What if you can only afford two out of the 10 streaming services? 
Yep. You sure as hell want to be the one that had... Why do you think they spent so much money HBO Max for Friends? Nobody yep. thinks to themselves, Friends, oh man, well, you're thinking HBO. Like, no, they, at first glance, have... why? Like, you wouldn't even think that that's a brand that HBO would, would give a damn about. But... Right. And, and Fresh Prince. Uh-huh. They're they're grabbing up what they can. And, and it's really amazing to see... What's happening, and it, it really raises the question of what's going to happen with the Peacock Network, what's going to happen with the W. I mean, obviously, you would assume, and, and, and then here's the other side of it. Your first thought is like, well, why would Amazon want it? The Peacock Network has, you know, Peacock has all this stuff. Peacock has the U.S. rights. That's it. Right. So Amazon right. could grab up the worldwide outside of the U.S. rights, which I know us in the U.S. hate to you know, admit the fact that there's a world outside of the United States, but it's pretty damn big. And, you know, -uh. and so, you know, you look at that and you think, well, Amazon might look and go, all right, so we'll go get all this international stuff and then we'll, uh, we'll pick up when the Peacock deal's done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But meanwhile, we also bought a company that Peacock is paying for to, to like, it's, I, I'm on board with you about Amazon because I was talking with my brother Fred um, the other day and, and we were talking about Disney because a lot of people are throwing out Disney. Right. And his feeling was that and it was a re- it was a really interesting point. He was his thought was like at first like I could see that. I could see, you know, the cause I was saying, you know, people are talking about the the you go to have the Undertaker, you take a picture with a guy dressed like the Undertaker. At a theme park, you know? Um, right. It's a possibility. Where else would be a, a great place to have a physical WWE Hall of Fame than inside a theme park? You know? Right. Um, there's a lot of possibilities. But his one issue with it was the Saudi deal. In mm. his opinion, Disney wouldn't touch it. Unless right. they could get out of it. And maybe they could. Get and, wh- it. and what is the deal? How long is that? What, what, it's a ten-year deal. Wow. Um, and but again, how is this deal structured? Does the deal have to be absorbed if if it's sold? You know, like how I don't. I mean, that's way above my pay grade. But I do mm-hmm. agree that a company like Disney is not going to get into bed with the Saudi government. Doing, you know, doing stuff like that. And look at the way Peacock has tried to uh, clean the WWE library. You know, they, they've they gone through and they're, they're scrubbing content, you know, that they find objectionable. What the fuck would Disney do with oh that content? You I know? mean, Disney, they, 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 they've been cutting out their stuff from cartoons. Right. That were racially insensitive and hey, more power right. to them. But what I'm saying Absolutely. is they've been, you know, they're cutting out their own stuff. Yeah. Disney's going to, it's whatever's left. They're just going to be like, you know, skinning them at that point. Like, you know, there's, there's yeah, no meat left just, on the bone. So it kind of reminds me of the, uh, what the, uh, what was it? Uh, mad TV skit of, uh, when the Sopranos gets put on regular TV. And they cut out the curses. And it's just like every other word, you know, you hear Tony Soprano say they ever, yep. I can only imagine what Disney would do to WWE, which to me would make more sense why Amazon would take it. Because 
they don't give a shit. They just want content. Well, there's that, like that, but then it's also, you know, if like a Disney looks at it and says, well, we can take this brand to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. And they don't really care. They're cutting it down. And WWE, listen, WWE couldn't care less. They, they want to see how many zeros are on the check. And guess what? Right. It, it's called the wrestling business for a reason. Right. You know, it's business. Um, but you, I've never met Vince McMahon. I right. mean, I know you guys are old fishing pals. Um, <laughs> you, but what, uh, what is your thought on this? Because, I mean, we have all heard that Vince McMahon is going to, like, you know, he's going to die in gorilla. Like that's that's you know what I mean? like like that's if everything goes as planned for him you know what I mean like that's his work ethic uh, second only to Dave Meltzer but his work ethic right um, right is such that I think Vince McMahon would would love to die in the gym or die at his desk you know or imagine WWE being sold and they keep Vince on as. Uh, as a as an employee sort of sorts, you know, where he runs the business, you know, uh, kind of like you know, I wish, you know, Turner bought, you know, WCW. He should have let the Crockett's just keep running it the way it was, you know. And, well, so and it could have been McMahon know. is an is an absurdly large shareholder, uh, yeah. a controlling shareholder. So, right. what happens with that when they sell the company? Uh, you're, you're, yeah, that's out of my fucking yeah. mental. Well, the, what's a now? Now, now it's uh, I'm going back into Allen Land from Hangover. Just nothing <laughs> a lot short circuit. Well, I'm just wondering because the only thing that I could see, I don't think the McMahon's care about much more than, and I'm 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 speaking in generalizations. They care about. The, the company they care about that but what I'm saying is they care about I think they care about their legacy they care about their legacy but they also care about money and they also care yeah. about power and I think right. that's you know talking about Vince Stephanie Triple H and and yeah. by the way that's not a bad thing no. you know I, I I'm not saying this as a negative I'm right. saying in my opinion so I look at it and go is triple or Triple H and Stephanie who are are prime ready to take over WWE at <laughs> Amazon some <point>. Prime. <laughs> right. Are they, I mean, Triple H has his baby NXT. Like, are they really going to be like, yeah, we should sell. We'll all make a few billion dollars. That'll be great. And then uh, I guess we'll be able to just get bumped right out of the wrestling business if we want to. Like, because that could happen. You could see yeah. a WWE five years from now where Triple H and, and Stephanie are gone. Yeah. Because they're, they've been, or Vince McMahon is gone. And yeah. then, but does that, it, it, but then what? Then does Triple H start his own wrestling promotion? I was just about to say that. He, it's kind of like uh, the Godfather. Once I think I was out, they suck mm-hmm. me back in. I, I, think, I think Triple H is a lifer. You know, being around, haven't been around him, listening to him talk about the business in private. A lifer if they'll yeah. let him be there, but God, look at WCW. Look what happened with WCW when you had a company that did mm-hmm. that wrestling was just a piece of the pie, no matter how uh, successful I th- it was. I know? think he can be an executive somewhere. He could be doing something, or like you say, you get out of WWE and you get the fucking itch. Like, oh man, you know, it, f- it feels like a limb's missing. 
Uh, let me go uh, do something. You but know, I just feel like it, they would it, never want to do something to, to, and lose their legacy. To to that point, you know, uh, ECW was born out of the the absence of the tri-state, you know, on a much smaller scale. No, but sure. Uh, ECW was born out of the ashes of the tri-state wrestling alliance, where a lot of the people who were behind the scenes of tri-state were like, man, I really missed the thrill of running fucking shows. And then there was a, a meeting at the ECW office between Todd Gordon, uh, Bob Ortiz, Lex Ortiz, and Larry Winters, and the, the idea for ECW was born. Mm-hmm. And then it eventually morphed and became what it was, but... Like I could see Triple H, like you know, you know they buy some somebody buys WWE. Mm-hmm. Vince and Stephanie are, I mean, Stephanie and Triple H, Vince are out, and Triple H is at home, you know, lifting weights, going, yeah, but man, running shows is so much. Yeah, I miss it, you know, kind of thing, you know. So, I I think, I mean, God, like, first of all. Triple H and it's one of those things you look at like Triple H and Stephanie and God, if you're Tony Khan and Triple H and Stephanie are all of a sudden leaving, you gotta be thinking, I wouldn't mind giving them a call. Hey, you guys wanna put your heads together and come come on over here? But then there's another question, right? Let's say Triple H and Stephanie, they stay there, they're running the company. Vince is running the company. Because that would be the smart thing. You buy it, you wanna bring the McMahons with you, you wanna bring, you know, that family with. So that's yeah. more likely what's going to happen. It's more looking at like a 10, 15, 20 years down the line. They're, they're the ambassadors. Are, you what's know, that? To, they're the ambassadors to keep right. the shop running. And But my concern like is more, like I said, a couple decades, um, as Dave LaGreca would say, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65 years from now. Did you right. see that clip? <laughs> It was, no, uh, it was vaguely, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to send it to you because it was amazing. Uh, and I also showed it on So So Sure Enough. Um, <laughs> it, it, was, it was so good. But, so, but down the line, a couple decades from now, you've got new people coming in, people who are not involved in making the deal. Let's say it's Amazon, right? Not involved with Amazon buying WWE. There are right. new people in charge, and they're going and saying, well, we've got this great vision for it, and I think what we need is a little less of these old wrestler people. Let's get rid of this, this uh, Paul Levesque guy and get rid of you know, anyone McMahon and all that. It can happen. You know? and, and so, it happens in sports. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 you, you hire a new coach. He gets rid of everything that was related to the past coaching staff and brings in his boys. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. You know? and, and then... There's my other question on it. You mentioned ECW. WWE owns the rights to ECW. They own the rights Mm -hmm. to uh, WCW. They own all of this content. There's video content, but there's also copyright. There's also names. Um, Some have lapsed, and when they do, uh, Gimmick Attorney jumps right on (laughs) that and (laughs) grabs them up for people. But but you look at it, and and you have to wonder... Amazon, let's say, does this. Let's say they buy WWE. Is there a chance that we could see the return of WCW? Could we see the return of ECW? Where Amazon isn't Vince McMahon. They're not in charge. This isn't WWECW. Maybe it's Amazon where they've got some other guy and they go, hey, we're going to take the IP that we have, the treasure trove of IP that we have of ECW, 
And we're going to have you go relaunch it, but not that WWECW thing. They're going to have absolutely nothing to do with each other. We're just the parent company that owns the whole thing. Go run ECW. Go yeah. run WCW. We want our own brand. Well, hey, we still think we can squeeze some nostalgia out in the old all, video all, all it takes is one executive who was a fan growing up. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I feel like I'd do it. If I was the executive, I would look and I would say, okay, we have the video library. Great. Yeah. I'm going to bring back WCW. Bring back ECW. And I'm going to keep the, them completely uh, separate. But then I'm going to have the ability to have them cross paths when need be. Hey, the three PW tape libraries on Amazon. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. Uh, I kind of beat them to the punch. <laughs> nah. I, I, I mean, didn't make a penny from so that. So basically, so Amazon first bought 3PW. Yeah. And. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, 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 they bought the uh, the footage, or somebody bought the footage you put on Amazon, it, the Legends of Extreme, and it's all the 3PW shows from do the you, arena. But yeah, Do you know who bought the old uh, TWF library? <laughs> who? Here it is. Me, right hey. here. I've got uh, it on, oh, okay. on this, uh, this VHSC tape right here. Nice. But yeah, man, that, that and, and you know, for those of us at home, we didn't have this conversation before we uh, came on today. We, we and no. we both kind of we, we we both could kind of see uh, Amazon yeah. gobbling up WWE for content, content and merch because they sell merchandise. The, the, again, and, when you look at that thing about the treasure trove of IP, you know yeah. that's what that. You know, IP for anyone who doesn't know is intellectual property. I'm sure most people mm-hmm. know that, but in, intellectual property. So basically, what that means is that's characters, that's names of shows, that's in a lot of ways visuals as well. That's you know, from graphics to uh, to just the the logos and things like that. It, it's it's all anything that WWE created. Think of it this way: anything that when a wrestler leaves, they're not allowed to use. Mm-hmm. It's IP. A, a perfect example of IP when WWE was trying to prove uh, in court when they're in a lawsuit with WCW, they were trying to prove that Razor and Diesel were their intellectual property. And as the story goes, it was Jerry McDivitt, their attorney, the the you know WWE's attorney, that suggested they have a fake Razor and Diesel to basically <laughs> show Razor and Diesel. That's our that's our intellectual property. It's not Scott Hall. It's not Kevin Nash. They can't leave and go be similar, even if you think it is like them, because this is our intellectual property, and we can still have these characters. And right. you know, never. Mind. Even though you know, uh, Razor Ramon is just Scarface, uh, <laughs> right? Scarface <laughs> yeah. and the Diamond Stud. That's pretty much. Yeah, it. pretty much. Uh, yeah. But no, I, I think it's interesting. It's fun to talk about. Um, it's great. It's great conversation. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of good fantasy booking. Yeah, and uh, shit, I already got Amazon Prime, so why not? Seriously, it just makes and, it easy. <laughs> you know, seriously, I because I would love to get one of those packages where you can watch TV, like YouTube streaming or uh, whatever you got. There's Hulu Plus Live TV. That's like fucking fifty bucks a month. It's like Jesus Christ, man. You know, I mean, it's it's nothing compared to what people pay for actual cable. But still, if you can get all these platforms under an umbrella, like, a, you know, like I said, there's a race war for content and stuff like that. I think that's where we're heading. I, I don't think there's I think the idea of traditional cable is going to be a thing of the past. 
the future. And, um, you know, online is going to be the way to do it. It is. And I think that, that as time goes on, you know, people look at it and they're like, Oh, well, come on, it's TV. It'll, you'll never get rid of cable. It's like, it hasn't really been around that long, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like people, it, people, people who first golfed at bottled water, why yeah. buy something you could drink for free? Yep. You know, as I take a sip of my Poland spring right now. You know? <laughs> oh man. Well, I think, you know, it, it's food for thought and it's exciting. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity for yeah. a lot of people. And that's really what matters. You know, this yeah. business that you, you want as many people as possible to be able to make a living in this industry uh, that we all love. And, and that's why, you know, the people who are released, I agree with you. I believe that it was because of uh, them trying to cut, you know, cut the bottom line. And, yeah. Or I suppose increase the bottom line. Depends on how you look at it. But they're, you know, they're, they're trying to cut costs. And, um, you know, Braun Strowman was rumored to have signed a million dollar a year contract. Whether or not that's true. Who the, you know, yeah, who, who knows? knows? But he also, and I'm not one, he also I'm not wasn't one to making talk about 20 no, grand a year. So... Yeah, and I'm not yeah. one. I I hate talking about money and what like other people make because yeah. it's not my business. And I don't want anybody to know what I make because it's not nobody else's business. Yeah. But if he was making that much, God bless him. Yeah, and but you know, again, he's making that much until they release him, and that's where we get into this whole other conversation for another day. Which yeah, is he's got whole, ninety days. What? Yep. I mean, yeah, it's, we'll see where the we'll see where the uh, the chips fall. There's there's so much cool fantasy booking, mm-hmm. and I'm sure none of it'll happen because I still wish Miro was with Team Taz and all that shit. You well, know. I think there's a good chance. I'm still that, better uh, about that, that. That Lana is going to find her way to Miro, <laughs> and she should. <laughs> she should come back, get the happy, good feeling of seeing them together again, uh, without any stupid. Uh, they they should totally do. What's they that? should totally do that. They should totally do the Randy Savage and have Liz in the crowd, and she runs in and <laughs> makes a save and hug. Yeah. And you see the one guy, one guy in the front row crying, his yeah. eyes out, wearing his his homemade We're, Macho Man gear, which I thought was like a raincoat <laughs> kind of look. <laughs> look, he looked like then, Paddington Bear. The woman, you know? the woman with uh, with hair that looks like she went in, and they're like, "So what do you want?" And she's like, "80s." And uh, and she's got like this bulbous nose that's like all red because she's been crying. Yeah. yeah, I'll never forget those people. I never will <laughs> for the rest of my life. Those people. That's the magic of wrestling. Yeah, you know those, those fans and they're in the front row. I mean, we talk about Undertaker fan. Yeah, if I say that name, you know who I'm talking about. The guy yep. when Taker lost, just uh, you yep. know that look. You know, but <sighs> the good old days. Yeah. Um, and they released the guy who worked on the Vlad documentary. Speaking of fans. Oh, my God. Yeah. What's, oh, my God. That's so hard. Yeah, I guess the problem was they were just like, well, this guy is too talented. Like, what the? Yeah. I, I sometimes, it's none of my business, but I would love to know where. They, I would love to, to look at the WWE roster and go, okay, why Ruby Riot? Why her over someone else? Don't get me wrong. I don't want anybody else to be fired. And there was one person was like, oh, you, Braun Strowman responded to someone. It was like, oh, they got rid of this one. They kept Braun Strowman. And Braun Strowman's like, I'll never understand why people like root for people to get fired. And that's true. I don't want to see anybody uh, released. What I am trying to figure out, though, is when you have as many people under contract as they have, 
you're taking the characters that you're putting out on television and there, there's a one hand doesn't know what the other one's doing because uh, if, yeah. if you're looking at it and you're going, we have a team of writers, of creative, and they have selected this person, this person, this person, this person, and that's who they believe are the very best that need to be, need to be showcased as our brand and represent our brand. Yeah. But you keep the people that they chose not to put on TV and you release the people that your creative have deemed the very best of the best because that's how it should be. If you're on Raw or SmackDown, you should be considered, that creative team should consider you, the if, if, if 20 people appear on that show that night, then on that given week, that should be the top 20 people employed in the company, in their minds. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, why are you putting them on? And I understand, yeah, sometimes you need someone to do a job and you need someone whatever, and it's like, you know, everybody has a position. But still, like, for that week, those should be your top people. Why are you giving them so much airtime? Like, what? I don't know. It, it's it's such a weird, convoluted thing, and, and I'm tired of talking. Would you like... Uh, would you like to talk a little bit by me asking you questions? I would love to. Why don't we do that? It's time to ask me anything. Ask me something. But before we do. But. Yeah, but because 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 but. <laughs> but. <laughs> All right. Uh, Poop. <laughs> um. Before we do any of that, I just want to talk about uh, our great sponsor, Manscaped.com. Fellas, yeah. how's your beach bod treating you? Manscaped is here to ensure <laughs> Manscaped's here to ensure your post-quarantine body is ready for the wild. Don't be the guy at the beach with a bear rug on your chest. And if you grew some quarantine man tits, the least you can do is make sure they're hairless. Join us. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code MEANY20 at manscaped.com. Meany, uh, man, it's, uh, it, it's, it's always a pleasure to have them as a sponsor. We appreciate it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's getting to be that time, man. It, it's, you know, my wife's talking to me about like, hey, you know, we can take the kids to the beach. And I'm like, uh, all right, you know, got to make sure I want to shave that old, uh, 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 Treasure Hulk Hogan, the, the Hulk Hogan, uh, like Adam bomb hair thing that he had back in the day when he was a classy Freddie Blassie, the um, mushroom cloud. What? Yeah. The mushroom cloud. Oh. Thank you. Um, but anyway, listen, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. They have forever changed the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. This is the best trimmer on the market, Meanie. You know that. I know that. Anyone who's ever used it knows that. It is the best on the market for those of you in need of a chest shave. The third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can also adjust settings to get a length you like. You can stay on top of it with almost no effort at all. 
you can even trim an arrow pointing to the promised land if you're bold enough. <laughs> Meanie, are you doing hey, it? Hey, man, look. Uh, the weather's getting warmer. And it's going to be a cruel summer. So do yourself a, a favor cool. and go. Cruel summer. summer. Uh, hopefully, we don't <laughs> get flagged for that, for uh, singing somebody else's treasure trove, uh, treasure trove of IP. But take care uh. of your treasure trove of IP and uh, <laughs> go over to Manscaped. And, uh, dude, I, they're a sponsor, but I believe in Manscaped so much that I've actually gone in my own pocket and paid for. You know, like the ear and nose trimmer. You know, I I, I got I got the whole kit and caboodle, yep. and they give it to you in this really handsome looking leather bag where you can carry your stuff. You could travel with it. That's you know? the thing; they come with like different travel bags. And the quality of these products is second very to nice. Um, yeah. But you know, you're talking about where it's going to be hot. It's going to you know, uh, be sure to use the crop cleanser, body wash, keep your hair yep. and skin feeling healthy and fresh. Uh, you're 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 definitely going to want to do that. It's 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 something we I don't know that we've even talked about the body wash before, but man, we already know about the crop preserver, which is a ball deodorant. It's anti-chafing yeah. ball deodorant moisturizer because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. That is no freaking joke. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. If you, that's no joke. Um, that hurts like a son of a bitch. Um, but yeah, man, I'm excited about using that, using the, the crop cleanser. Uh, and then you'll also find the crop reviver in there. That's a ball toner, a little testy toner that's designed to give <laughs> you a pep in your step. Subscribe to the perfect package and get a new blade refill for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months. That is pretty cool uh, because I am definitely someone who turns around and looks and goes, oh man, I should really be replacing this. At, at some point. Um, now, yeah. for a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts. There's the Shed travel bag that Meanie talked about before. That's a $39 value. Dude, and, it's so cool. And the patent high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped boxers, which I am wearing right now. Thank you very much. And I'm not going to show you because we don't want to get kicked off here. But I'm wearing them. They feel fantastic. Um, so get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MEANIE20 at manscaped.com. Uh, do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. And I'm even willing to extend this, Meanie. Last week we talked about if you do manscaped.com, use the promo code MEANIE20, and you show us starting last, last week, and you send us a, a receipt showing that you use that. We will send you a signed concept art from our action nice. figures. That's We're, awesome. Yeah. $25 value. Absolutely free. Uh, we will send it to you. And guess what? I'm feeling, uh, I'm in a magnanimous mood, Meanie. So I'm going to extend that through the end of June. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool, man. And that just shows you how much we believe in this product. Yeah. Uh, that we're willing to give away something of ours just so, you know, you can take care of yourself and uh, not embarrass yourself. Yeah. In front of your loved ones. Hey, you know what? Even uh, you, all those great products, I, I bought the, uh, the the foot duster. Uh, there's a foot spray that they have that, may, you know, I'm on my feet a lot. I got a lot of foot pain. You know, I'm flat-footed, so, you know, I got all that going on. Nothing better than... 
going, taking a nice shower, spraying that spray on my foot and my feet feel so refreshed. At the end of the day, I just lay in bed and I just feel so comfortable knowing that I'm taking care of, you know, my, my, my dogs, you know, my feet. So you got to take care of your feet if you're working hard. So, and uh, if you're working hard and, you know, you know, you want to have special time with your lady, you know, take care of the rest of yourself as well. Yeah. I don't care. You want to spend time with your lady, with your gentleman. Uh, we are here yeah. in June. It is Pride Month, and we are uh, we're we're flying that flag uh, very proudly. But guess what? I, that that that's the beauty of, of mind of the meanie and manscape. I don't care who you love. Love is love is love, as they say, right? We don't care who you love. Absolutely. I don't care if it's a man and a man. It's a woman and a woman, a man and a woman, a woman and a man, a man, a man, a woman, a man, and another woman. I don't care. Unless you haven't gone to manscaped.com and used the promo code MEANIE20, because I don't care what your deal is, your deal better be clean. Yes. That's my feeling, okay? I'm just putting that out there. I, I just, please. Unless... You're into not being clean because we're also, this is 2021 and we're not here to hashtag kink shame. All right. So uh, we'll respect that. But for everybody else, get 20% off and free shipping with the code meanie20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code meanie20. Trim your chesticles with the besticles. I love not reading the, uh, the ad reads before the first time. Yeah, uh, it's fun. Um, <laughs> Vanessa writes, "Manscaped save a bundle when you shave your grundle." Hey, love it. Uh, You're hired. And uh, James Sorensen apparently telling people where else they can buy the products. James, what the? I, I think you're missing the. You're missing what? You're missing it, James. We need them to go to manscaped.com. Use promo code MEANY20. Um, but anyway, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, let's ask some questions. Uh, Absolutely. We took to Twitter, and we asked you to ask us anything. Um, Mini Transit Antonio... Uh, what do you think went wrong with Aleister Black's run in WWE? He flourished in NXT, and then he got called up to the main roster, and they did not know what to do with him. He had everything. Well, like we said, their one hand doesn't know what the other one's doing. Uh, Triple H is doing a very good job in NXT with talent, developing talent, and then once they go over to WWE, it seems like, okay, that was cool. Well, now we're going to do this. Uh, just... Um, and you know they just bring them back to SmackDown. They're doing really cool things with the uh, the pre you know the Black Priest thing. You yeah. know like the Dark Priest, and he's even got the one eye because he went out with an eye injury. He's got the white contact in there. He's doing these amazing vignettes and promos and stuff like that, and he's gone. Yeah. So it's like there's a, a all that time a discon- and money. Put There's in a disconnect the, between the creative and the people running talent relations. You not know? to mention, there was rumor going around just a couple of weeks ago that they re-signed Zelina Vega. Yeah, that was the rumor I heard. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but but yeah. you know, it's just it's, it's just like the guy was away for a while. If you're going to release him, just release him. He's been out for a couple months. Just do it quietly. Yeah, 
but you went through all this to get it. You got fans excited about a character and took it away. Yeah, but you know what? Sucks for WWE. But I look at it and I go, well, thank God they did that with him. They brought him back. They gave him a character. They got everybody excited. And then they took it away when he shows up somewhere else. That's great for him. That's great for the other place. Somebody else is going to benefit from WWE's uh, ineptitude. I think they just, the creative just did not know how to present him correctly. And I also think just the way that they're, you know, unfortunately, I feel like during the pandemic, NXT has, has become much more like Raw and SmackDown. Um, and less like what it used to be. And I really hope, I know they've got their capital wrestling center and all that stuff. I, I hope they go back to full sale soon Same. and get back to that atmosphere because there mm-hmm. is something really special there. And what was special there is what sometimes doesn't, uh, doesn't translate. Res- yeah. It doesn't translate. Um, but uh, yeah. And I mean like Travis, our Patreon member here is talking about how it made zero sense. And Braun was in the main event of their last pay-per-view insane like, that's what i'm saying there's a, there's a disconnect somewhere it I, w- I, I would love to not, i mean alistair, alistair black aka tommy end went on twitter and said i'm trying to trying to wrap his head around it. It. yeah and you know what from the way bruce pritchard's told stories in the past of of things he would tell stories of like when they're writing tv they're doing whatever and superman would walk in and go we we don't have so and so anymore done that's it yeah, that, you know they're they're out, and it's like it's like it's like right. a movie where it's like a movie where somebody gets whacked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's nothing we could do, TV. Jimmy. Yeah, they'd have to rewrite there's, TV. They'd have to do whatever. And so, to me, in a lot of ways, that's what it feels like. It's like know? when Joe Pesci got whacked at Goodfellas. Uh, <laughs> uh, nothing we could do, Jimmy. He's gone. You know, we don't have so and so anymore. He's gone. Uh, Mini Mini Transit had another question as well. Uh, Sure. Say hypothetically, Disney does buy WWE. How different would WWE look under the Disney umbrella? Now you touched touched base on this a little bit with the idea of how much would they be cutting out of the old library. But what do you think as far as modern day, like WWE, the product, the show, do you Uh, think anything would really change? I don't know. I honestly, honestly don't know. Would they... Would they think to hire wrestling folks to write a wrestling show, or they would they bring in their TV people who, like I said, have, that's the problem with bringing in TV people to write for a live action yeah. thing. You have to predict what a crowd is going to react at a certain moment, not to what something that you know was written for canned laughter. You, you can't know what pretend. I'm yeah, you can't pretend that pro wrestling is anything other than pro wrestling. It is a very pro wrestling very is a, unique it's, art form. It's a world of its own where a lot of times you have to edit on the fly. And what's amazing is you'd get like, you remember the Super Bowl commercial back in the day with McMahon at the very end going, get it. Like that's the, I feel like, yeah, I feel like he doesn't get it because like that was the point when you're saying get it was these people would be like, well, I don't understand. Is it real sports? I don't understand. Is it, is it theater? I don't know. And it's like, no, it's wrestling. It is its own thing that you want to put into this box of right. one or the other, but you can't. And it's confusing. It, it is. It's, it's, it's very weird. I remember this A&E documentary way back, uh, God, when I was in high school, and I remember this line, like it was yesterday, of Ric Flair. They're showing Ric Flair walking backstage in WCW. 
And they say that like the the unlike when you meet Tom Cruise and he's not the character he plays, he's Tom Cruise. The Ric Flair you meet is the same guy that was just out in the ring. And we know there's, you know, levels of that, but especially Ric Flair is a great example of that. Um yeah. but that's the thing. It's a weird it's a weird dynamic because for instance, if this was a television show, like some drama show that we watch on, you know, an Alistair Black, they, they kill off the character or they make him move away or whatever it is. No one's going to be like, you might be like, I wonder where the actor's going to go next, but no one's going to be like, I wonder where Alistair Black's going to go next. Right. right. And we're not wondering where the actor's going to go exactly. We're wondering where this character is going to go. Mm-hmm. This character is now going to leave and go to another program, which is really weird. Like that doesn't exist in any other form of entertainment you know, where you can do uh- that. Yeah, yeah, and you know, some people become synonymous with the characters, and then, you know, you know, in Hollywood, you know, some actors become so big that uh, they become they become bigger than their characters as well. You know, like like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, yeah, like a thing. It's like Jason Statham. Like, oh, it's a Jason Statham movie. Yeah, where they uh, go to describe the movie, and they go, oh, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger does this. Not, oh, the Terminator right. did this, you know. But in wrestling, you know, the, the, the character, the, the person is the, the character. It's like, you know, Ric Flair is Ric Flair, you know, no matter what. No matter what, as Frankie Williams would say on Piper's Pit. But, uh, yeah, just, yeah, it, it, it's a very unique situation. James Sorensen writes, uh, if someone else had the rights to the IP Blue Meanie, would you want to have the IP? I mean, you do, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Because that's what we're talking about. That's exactly the, the idea is, you know, the Blue Meanie, because you were the Blue Meanie and you have the rights to that, and there's ECW Blue Meanie, there's WWE Blue Meanie, but imagine that you had to just be something else, you know, like you had to come out as like the, you know, the green, not nice guy, you yeah. know, like that's yeah. it, it's, but back in the day, see, here's the thing. I bet, I bet WWE would have, well, they wouldn't have been able to, I was going to say, if you left WWE and you went to WCW, but they wouldn't have well, had to let you stand in on. my, in my booking contract with WWE, it clearly states the Blue Meanie is intellectual property of Brian Heffron. Right. Well, what I'm saying is I wonder if uh, if they would have tried to fight it. No. But they wouldn't have the same way Raven and Stevie Richards showed up and, you know. Yeah. Um, but again, that's why ownership of the IP is so important. Because like Meanie said, it was very clear in the contract. They were basically, WWE was part of your contract was paying you like a fee to license your likeness and your IP and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some ways it's, it's in perpetuity things like the network being able to air, you know, um, yeah. it, and, and in other ways they can't because you can't, they can't find some other guy and have him come to the ring as the blue meanie. So it's, you know, it's, but I don't care if they put me on some kind of DVD and I get a nice little check. Yeah. Every minutes, so. <laughs> That's why I really don't bitch. I still get checks from them. So. Yeah. Give a shit. Yeah. Let them uh, let them put you on as much as they possibly can. Uh, fuck, dude, those, those breakdowns are so weird. 
It's yeah. just crazy. If you look through them and, and read them, it's funny. But, uh, yeah. Um, Ringside Rant writes, uh, do you think there'll be recently released WWE stars at AEW All Out in September? Also, who do you think will beat Omega for the titles eventually? Ooh. I mean, I would like to see Tommy in there, but, you know, everybody's, you know, just because everybody wants him to join the, the Dark Order probably means it won't happen. Right. So, uh, <laughs> well, that's if it's WWE. AEW might give it to you. Now, what, what did I say? What? Did I say AEW? No, or? no, no. You just said they, you know, they probably uh, won't give it to you. I, th- I thought maybe I mentioned my words because no, 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 no. I'm I, my lack of sleep. Uh, I'd love to see Alistair Black with Dan Housen. <laughs> oh man, that'd be so fun. And do start their own faction in Ring of Honor. That'd be fucking great. That would be awesome. You know, very evil. He he um he just says so. I mean, Alistair Black is a guy. He's got so much upside, dude. I, I so does everyone. Every single person that was released has incredible yeah. upside, which is why that's why people are upset. It. Yeah. Yeah, um, I did a show with uh, Tommy and a couple, you know, maybe right before he signed with WWE over in England, and such a that's the connection he has with the f- the fans. It's amazing. Um, as far as you know, in my opinion, I think I think you're going to get at least one person showing up at all out. Of course, because they know as, everyone's as, expecting it. As Tony Khan would say, you can't sign everybody, right? You know, you know, or you the, become you, WCW. Pretty much. You know. uh, back in the day before AEW, somebody got fired. Oh, they're going to TNA. TNA right. Yeah. I was going to say this joke earlier. I, I totally forgot it, but it's like I still call it Impact TNA the way somebody still calls the 13th floor the 13th floor, not the 14th floor. It's like <laughs> you could try to call the 14th, 13th floor the 14th yeah, floor, but when you're on that something. 14th floor, you know you're on the 13th floor. <laughs> Every hotel takes the 13th floor off the yep. elevator button. You know what floor you're on. Assholes. Um, as far as who's going to take the title from Omega, I have no idea. Uh, who knows? I would love to, to see him. it be Jungle Boy. Honestly. I don't know that he's You ready. know what? I, I got to go back to next week. Somebody, somebody asked me a question. I kind of made a shitty answer. Like, I don't care. Because I'm just so tired of, like, wrestling. But then, like, <laughs> not, I'm not tired of wrestling. But, no, like, I got you. P- pandemic wrestling. Yeah. I'm so tired. But then I watched the AEW pay-per-view, and I kind of got this new energy. And I when I saw, when I heard Jungle Boy's music using real music, using Tarzan Boy coming out, mm-hmm. and watching the fans sing with it, I was like, that guy's a fucking star. Yeah. Um, I just wish he would beef up a little bit. I mean, look, it, it, it's he's so young still. You know, look, look, I'm not going to go Jim Cornette on it. You know, the you know, way he goes off on people, you know, like Marco Stunt and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, he's young. He's still developing. But, you know, if you just, it's an upper, it's an upper body business kid. You know, yeah. I mean, he's look, he's, he's a good kid. Who's, who has a, a lot of potential. He could be a yeah. big star for them. Um, looking at it on a large, he already level. is. Yeah. No, yeah. but I mean, looking at it on a larger level when it comes to, you know, interacting outside of wrestling and stuff, you know, there's a lot of potential yep. there, especially because of who he is being the son of Luke Perry. There's that instant 
um, crossover appeal. Crossover appeal, right? Where people who aren't really familiar very much with wrestling, they're going to know whose son he is, and they're now going to go, okay, well, God, I love Luke Perry. Well, he can't be all bad. Let's talk to him. Oh, he's a great kid. Maybe I should try this wrestling thing. You know, like it's it's. And I know people break JR's balls about calling him Jungle Boy Jack Perry, but they should call him Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Hundred you know? percent. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's got a ring to it. It's got a good cadence. Yeah. You know, I, I wrestling names are all about cadence. It's also got a Jim cadence. Ross. Jim Ross calls you something. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, uh, Texas Rattlesnake. That didn't get over. Um, Cerebral Assassin. Yeah, that was bad. That one never worked. Killed the yeah. career. Killed, killed the gimmick. Sometimes when Jr. just uh, off the cuff refers to somebody as a as something, just fucking run with it. You yeah. know, <laughs> like just go with it. Yeah. Um, What's he know? Yeah. yeah. Who did he ever beat? Uh, yeah. Who did he ever book? <laughs> um, Chris writes. Uh, has a wrestling promoter ever refused to pay Josh or the Blue Meanie on the indies? And what can a wrestler do in that situation? Break his fucking thumbs. Uh, uh, no, it's, it's, it's never always a, oh, I'm not paying you. Yeah, it was never, always, no one ever refused. We were just flat out like told, like, uh, the house was light tonight, brother. You know, we'll get you next time, the guy, brother, brother. The guy switches to Battle Royal to the main event while everybody's in the <laughs> ring. He runs out the back fucking door, you know, yep. or fakes a heart attack. That's the the infamous promoter faking a heart attack yep. where, hey, before you die, can you give me my check? <laughs> uh, and if he dies, you don't have to worry about him canceling it on you. Yeah, so fair. nobody's never, nobody's ever outright going, I'm not paying you. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's always just like a, a bullshit thing, you know. And if you're going to promote a show, you should have that money. Before you even fucking sell one ticket, yep. you know. Yep. I tell everybody it. before you run it before you run a wrestling show, you're five grand in the hole. Yeah. You know, just. I agree. I agree. You have arena, to. arena, ring, insurance, talent. I, I'm very you know? proud of the fact that when I ran shows, there's not a single person that can tell you that they didn't walk out of there with an envelope with exactly what they were told, if not more. Yeah. And yeah. that's, you know, that's. Just, I think it's that, that that's how you should be as a person. It's how you should be in any yeah. form of business. It's you give someone your word. That's it. Um, but as far as what can a wrestler do in that situation, don't go back there. Yeah, don't go back. That, that's unfortunately the, the, that's it. Right. That's the only thing you can do. The wrestlers have the power. If you don't give these fucking shitty promoters oxygen, they'll go away. The you problem know? is, but, but you get you, but. By not paying good talent, good talent goes away, and they start booking shitty talent who wants this folks who just want to be on a show to tell their 20 friends, hey, I'm wrestling on Billy Bob Joe's you know, show, come watch me, and the shows get bad. And then the paying customers who want to come see good wrestling see bad wrestling, and it burns the town, and people don't want to go watch anything that's promoted in that area ever again. So... Uh, what can you do? Uh, consider it a lesson. It's like a, a Bronx tale when uh, Collegio is chasing the guy for $20 <laughs> and Chaz Palmateri goes, what are you chasing that guy for? He owes me $20. Go, and he says, well, for $20, you don't have to worry about seeing that guy for the rest of your life for that $20, you know? So if you get a, a booking for 100 bucks and that guy stiffs you, well, for 100 bucks, you don't have to worry about working for a shitty promoter. 
you know, you, it's a it's a lesson learned. You either, you know, uh, you know, you're always everything in wrestling's a lesson, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Um Mark and Dryden writes, uh, do either of you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? And if so, what are some of your favorite episodes? Dude, I, I don't watch it as much as I should. Uh, because, you know, mm-hmm. they film in my fucking neighborhood. Um, we talked about it before. I'm, uh, we, I know we've mentioned this before. Like, I'm way behind. Me too. Um, but that just means you got more to binge. I know. But I kind of <laughs> want to start from the very beginning. Me too. Also. There's that Christmas special um, where Charlie Day just snap, he goes, looks at Santa and goes, did you fuck my mom? Or something like that. Dude. He he he's, he's, he starts stripping out and he thinks Santa, you know, fucked his mom. He starts beating the shit out of Santa or something like that. But there's like some scene where they go to somebody's house that they were shitty to. And that house is like a two minute walk from my house. It's bizarre. Like oh, wow. I, they open the door and I see the street and I'm like, oh shit. You know, or you know, there, uh, you know, there's one scene where uh, D hops out of the car and like, City Pete's is right behind her, you know, which is like 16th in Oregon or 17th in Oregon. I'm like, oh, shit, I know that. You know, so, but, yeah. Um, yeah, there's so much good shit. Probably, uh, I liked when uh, they had the fake Donovan McNabb uh, when they were trying to, you know, trying out for the Eagles. Mm. Uh, the, the gang joins the Philadelphia Eagles or whatever, and then uh, there's the episode about the secret tunnel that went from the Holiday Inn to the uh, the stadium, and they, they were getting lost in the basement of the Holiday Inn. They, but, they uh, had such amazing. I love the one with the uh, I forget what it was called, but the one about where they fight over who's paying tribute to each <laughs> other, like when they're at the restaurant. That <laughs> just cracked me up so much. Um, yeah, we ta- there's so there's so many good moments on yes. that show. Yeah, we, we uh, yeah I've put myself over before about this, but I would I I am. You can you see, and the you, Blair Witch. Yes, you can find me <laughs> in the first season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, I was a stand-in for Charlie Day, which meant that, uh, and I ended up standing in for all of them at one point, uh, as people would just like not show up to do stand-in work. Um, but originally, I was a stand-in for Charlie, which meant that I was hired to literally stand in his place where they would set. You know, they'll pull the 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 measuring uh, tape and they'll set. The distance, they'll set the lighting, and I remember... The bl- the blocking. Yes. I remember the the coolest thing that I got to do. Now, this was season one, and it was before it ever aired, so I wasn't a fan of the show. I didn't know who any of the guys were because it hadn't happened yet. But they yeah. were all really cool, and I remember there is a walk down in the episode, Charlie Got Molested, where he's walking down the hallway of his house, and it's like right before he walks in, and then you see... It's everyone's there with like his uncle and like all that stuff. Um, So where everyone was with the uncle, that was not to ruin everything for everybody, break kayfabe, but uh, that was a soundstage. None of those actors were there. Uh, But the house from the outside walking down the house, that was a real house in Philadelphia. And so they had like at the end of the hall was a bathroom and that's where they had all their lights set up. So when he walks in, it looks like it's hitting them. Like the sun is hitting them. It's just a light that was there. And that was my job was to, they basically had me run it a bunch of times while they set the camera. I said all that. And then Charlie came in and then I basically just showed him like, he's like, okay. He like watched me do it once. 
I mean, I'm sure it would have been once or twice if it was more complicated than just freaking walking. But he watched he me. Showed do it once. showed him the ropes. What's that? He showed him the ropes. Yeah, showed him the ropes. I was like, all right, kid. Um, and uh, no, and I did that. And then, you know, they would say, uh, stand ins out, principles in. And he came in and, and did his thing. And um, it was an amazing experience. And those guys asked me while I'm like hanging out there, like, hey, would you like to be uh, an extra too? I'm like, yeah, and I like knew they were actors. I didn't know they were in charge of the whole thing. So I ended up, being, I made a lot more money than I was supposed to um, because also I got paid. It's incredible the amount. I got paid extra because it like drizzled for a minute, like the tiniest amount of rain. I didn't even get wet and they paid me extra. There was one scene where there was, they wanted me to be, they wanted a bunch of extras just standing on the corner with this one guy and they would be standing on the corner of the one guy smoking a cigarette, right? And last minute, they're like, mm, no, instead of like me, they were like, do this guy instead, right? Different, look totally different than me. I guess it was just a different look. Uh, I was so pissed. Not because I didn't get to be on film, but because they pay you more for like smoke pay. If you're in a scene with someone who's smoking, you get paid more. And if you're smoking in the scene, you get even paid more than that. Um, it's incredible. So I'm like, well, just, I'm like, I don't, my back can be to the camera. Can I just be in this to get more money? Um, uh, the fact that I had to wear my own, uh, like they didn't have wardrobe for me. They had me wear my own clothes. I got yeah. paid like a wardrobe fee. They like gave me extra money because I brought my own. It, it, it was so neat. It was so cool. The experience. Um, and then I was in college and had, a, I was uh, the next year, they called me, said I was asked, I was requested to come back to do stand-in work for Charlie again. And I'm like, oh, when is it? I had a final uh, at a test that I had to take. I'm like, ah, I, unfortunately, I can't. Never got called again. Um, oh. Did not know that Danny DeVito would have been in it. Did not, like, I, that that's a regret. Not that I was trying to make a career as a stand-in, but I easily could have made a career. This show's been on for 40 years. Like I easily could have made a uh, not a career but a little part time gig every every year when they come to Philly to film their exteriors, I could have been doing that. But you know, you but could instead, have been Charlie. what's that? You could have been Charlie Afternoon. I could have been you know, Charlie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I love the show. I was bad, and uh, and I'm over. Yeah, man. Um, oh, and if you can find, uh, I will give you a. Uh, you get signed concept art. If to anybody who can find a screenshot of me, <laughs> I'll give you a hint. I am in a scene. Well, you see, me don't make it easy. Uh, it, it's in a scene with Dennis and D. Now you can see me in other ones as well, so all those will count. But the one where it's like very clearly me is in a scene with Dennis and D, and that's all I'm going to say. Told you what season it was. Sweet. So there. So go watch that, and we'll send you some free concept art if you can find it. Um, <laughs> tweet us at Mind of the Meanie. Uh, last question for you, Meanie, came again from Mark and Dryden. What was the loudest Word. crowd reaction to a surprise wrestler Meanie ever heard in ECW? Holy shit. Oh, man. There's a couple huge pops in ECW, but... Um, hmm. Pillman was a good one. Uh, fucking Sandman returning from WCW was nuclear. Yeah. Hot. 
talk about I mean like just the pop it was just like insane um probably the biggest pops in East Ebby Arena were for you know uh the Pitbulls double dog collar match when they beat Stevie and Raven that was a huge fucking pop uh Gary Wolf coming back from his neck injury to beat the shit out of San, uh Shane Douglas huge pop but it, it's Pillman but I'll have to go with Sam and return from WCW. That's probably the loudest ECW reaction I've heard. Very cool. Just insane. Like you you feel the concrete below your feet going. <laughs> now, if I could do a little audio uh like an audio book. Yeah, you, know, you felt your feet just fucking you know, tingle. Um well, thank you all very much for those uh, for those questions. Really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Before we wrap things up, I want to tell everybody, first of all, check out mindofthemeanie.com. It's new. Please. We've got tons of stuff on there. Uh, you can go watch Meanie Tunes episodes one and two right there on mindofthemeanie.com. You can listen to the podcast right there on mindofthemeanie.com. Um Links for our action figures, links for our shirts uh, over pressandtees.com slash mindofthemeanie. Pretty much this whole thing is just to make it a little bit easier on me where I only have to say go to mindofthemeanie.com. But, uh, and links to join us on Patreon. You'll find those as well. But something else you're going to find are, is a list of appearances. And uh, definitely want to talk to you guys for a minute about that. We've got August 7th. We will be in person at Brothers Gatter Studio and Store, 4317 Main Street, Port Henry, New York, 12974. That's 4317 Main Street, Port Henry, New York, 12974. Brothers Gator Studio and Gatter Studio and Store. Son of a... I can't say it right. They're going to whoop my ass. Um, And, uh, yeah, we're going to be there doing... um, doing an in-person meet-and-greet and and signing of our new wrestling buddies Um, on August 7th from, it says 1.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. Mountain Time. So have fun figuring that one out. Uh, (laughs) And uh, So I think it's, I I believe that would be 12.30 Eastern for us here. Um, But uh, here, I'll read directly from, from their site for all of you. Uh, about the event. The Blue Meanie and Josh Chernoff uh, will be there August 7th, 2021 at the Brothers Gatter Studio and Store from 1.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, they say they are honored to host Meanie and Josh from Mind of the Meanie for a unique meet and greet and buddy signing event. We'll be hanging out with them for the day as we talk wrestling, art, family, and maybe even legendary monsters. That's right. Look into that. There's a legendary monster around there. Um, nice. Your ticket for the event. This is what's important. Ticket for the event includes Blue Meanie and or Josh Chernoff Collector Wrestling Buddies signed in person. Uh, their mind and body sticker, which is so freaking cool. Um, yeah. It, it's, it looks like a... a Krang and his suit from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's awesome. And they drew that themselves. Uh, And then also you get the 8x10 of original artwork uh, of Blue Blot 
as they called it, which is an awesome uh, image. We've shared it on our social media. You get a photo op with your personal camera, and you get the meet and greet with uh, Meanie and myself and the Brothers Gatter crew. Um, Nice. Now, there's also an option to do this, uh, and I'll try and bring this up right now. Uh, There's also an option, if you can't be there in person, to do it virtually. And uh, that's exciting if I can get this to load. There we go. Uh, basically, you're going to be doing from, from 1030 to 1. It'll be an online virtual meet and greet and live buddy signing. So if you order the buddy, you can't be there in person, we'll chat with you. I think they're going to have like a nice big screen set up. And we're going to chat with you. And you'll end up getting that video. Uh, and then you'll watch us sign all the stuff. And then you'll still get all those same things. The sticker, the artwork, the buddies. And it'll all be signed. Uh, and you'll watch us do it from afar and it'll be mailed to you and that'll be really exciting. So we're really excited about that. Um, it's yeah, gonna be really cool. Absolutely. Our, our game plan is to record the podcast, uh, from the place there that day. Um, really early in the morning, I think it's going to be, um, so lots of, lots of coffee, but, um, it should be a blast. And uh, put, that, put, put that in a rider that we need uh, carafes of coffee. Yes, I think they, <laughs> they, they've got us covered. Um, so we're really looking forward to that. Uh, and I really hope that uh, any of our pod squad will be able to come out and join us. Um, that'll, uh, that would be awesome. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm I'm very excited. Uh, you know, having a wrestling buddy's always been my bucket list. Oh, my bucket list, and uh, this is just another cool thing I get to do. Uh, and it's it's, it's cool. cool that we get to we. It's very cool we get to do this together, just like uh, you know the cello toys and everything like that. Well, so. and that's the really cool thing about this too is is yeah. you know, and I don't mean this to be self deprecating or you know, <laughs> um, there are people out there, believe it or not, who might want a, a blue meanie. Uh, wrestling buddy, but don't really want a Josh Chernoff wrestling buddy. And I'm not offended by that. In fact, I think you might be normal. But uh, you can, that's the cool thing about this, is unlike where we forced you to get a, a Josh Chernoff wrestling figure <laughs> along with the blue meanie, with this one, you do have the option to just get meanie. Or if you're, I guess, I don't know, my mom, you could just get mine. <laughs> um, but uh, you do have the option to buy them separately. Um which is really cool too, because it, it it's it's nice that it kind of is a two for one. It's representative of Meanie's career as the Blue Meanie in the BWO, while also having the ability to get it in this package uh, with the whole mind of the Meanie stuff. So it's 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 really cool, and uh, I'm just honored to be a part of it, and uh, honored that they they want us there, and like want to make a whole big event out of it. And uh, so yeah, guys, make sure. Um, Make sure that you, you, you show up virtually or in person. Um, if you're planning to get the buddies, just just show up. Just do it. Yeah. Uh, we want to see you there. We want to support the the Gatter Brothers uh, studio there. Uh, and also while you're there, man, you might find some great art. They've got amazing stuff. Um, so you'd be pleasantly surprised. And it seems like it's going to be a pretty... Pretty happening uh, uh, weekend. There. Shindig. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be a lot lot of events going on right around there on Main Street. So definitely check it out. Um, and again, you can follow the link at mindofthemeanie.com. We'll take you to all the information you've ever needed. Um, so go now. So Meanie, that's, um, that's about it. 
uh, yeah, for man. us here. This is a good show. A fun this show. This was a good show. This was a, this was a lot of fun. Some good conversation. Good I had to use my brain. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we've been in here for sixty-three weeks, and yeah. um, hey, hey, when we be, hit, uh, I was gonna say when we hit eighty-three weeks, um, <laughs> can we line that up to be one of the times when James comes on? I was gonna say Bischoff, but I mean having his best friend is almost as good, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Maybe James will want to call. He maybe he can call his, his friend Eze and see if he can get uh get him on the show. Um, but uh, for eighty three weeks, that's so but. funny. Hey everybody, if you'd be so kind, follow us on social media at Mind of the Meanie. Um, and oh, Meanie, you got a wince there. Everything okay? Oh no, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm just old. Uh the old <laughs> is it the knees? Is it the back? Uh, it's a little bit, a little bit of a comedy, yeah, a little bit of everything. <laughs> um, well, hey, follow us on social media at Mind of the Meanie. Follow us as individuals if you would be ever so kind. He is at Blue Meanie BWO. I am at So Says Chernoff. Uh, you can follow. You can go grab a cameo from us if you'd like. Uh, we're always happy to say hello. Uh, Blue Meanie is over at cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO, where you will find video after video after video of all these amazing cameos he's done. Uh, I'm over at cameo.com slash so says Chernoff, where you will find a video. Uh, so definitely, uh, definitely go visit us there. We'd love to wish uh, your loved ones a happy graduation or whatever the hell it is you want us to do. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, yeah. Uh, I did mention before over at Mind of the Meanie's YouTube, youtube.com slash Mind of the Meanie. You can uh, watch a brand new Talking with Friends, um, which is is a fun one. If you're getting used to and enjoying, if you're not that one person and you're enjoying uh, me and my friends and some of the stories we tell of back in the day, uh, we've gotten more and more videos that we put up with it. So as we're telling the story, you're able to actually see some of it, which is pretty cool. Um, and we are overwhelmed by how many of you are actually downloading this, watching it, and listening. Tons of people listening, which is really cool. If you if you that's awesome. Li- if you're listening to this, it's been downloaded for you because it's on the Mind of the Meanie feed. Um, but I would say, man, more people have to watch. Because if you're taking the time to listen, which I really appreciate, try to carve out some time to watch or at least skim through until you see some of those videos. Because it's it's worth it. it. It just to see me at 19 years old, I think is worth it. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh, what else, Meanie? Oh yeah, ProWrestlingTees.com/slash Mind of the Meanie. Um, we've got ProWrestlingTees.com/slash Blue Meanie and ProWrestlingTees.com/slash So Says Chernoff. Uh, get all of our, our fun merch over there. Uh, it's the summertime, so there's going to be tons of sales happening. Um, make sure if you go over to adfreeshows.com, we had uh, a great episode honoring the late New Jack um, for That Absolutely. Was Extreme, along with our good friend Joel Gertner. And, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, throw some, uh, if, you, if, you, if you have it in you, throw some money or at least a share. Uh, for New Jack's um, GoFundMe, uh, the great shirts available at, at Pro Wrestling Tees now. There's an official New Jack page. And uh, Collar and Elbow have an awesome shirt that Meanie, I believe, was wearing last week. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so definitely uh, do that. And I'm, I'm going off the top of my head here, but I think I've covered pretty much. I think you've uh, covered everything. I think I got it at this point. 63 well done, weeks Char- in. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well done, sure enough. 
I appreciate that. Um, yeah, well, I got, I did everything <laughs> except for the clothes. Uh, hey, Meanie, any last things you'd like to say before we go? Uh, like I said, like I say each and every week, thank you very much for your support. We are nothing without you. Uh, and the, we see the numbers and we're constantly blown away by the folks that, you know, download and watch the videos and all that good stuff. And just the, uh, the interaction with our, uh, pod squad, whether it's online or, uh, in our private Facebook, Patreon group, uh, our Patreon Facebook group, uh, first day with the new mouth, my apologies, but, uh, I know we're, we keep talking about the Patreon, but don't feel left out. Join the Patreon, uh, very reasonable rates and, uh, join our community. I mean, you're, you're part of the pod squad anyway. Why may, why not make it official? Uh, get the paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we have, a, we have a good thing going over there on, uh, Patreon with our, uh, our pod squad, our community. And, uh, we see new friendships being forged. Uh, total strangers becoming the friends. Coolest part. That's really yeah, the coolest that, part. Yeah. It, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, every month when we had these zoom calls, they're, they're great. So, uh, yeah, that, you know, we, we talk about everything, but, you know, come on over to uh, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Mind the Meanie. Uh, come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you with these brand new figures from Cella Toys. That's the one thing yes. I forgot. So go to, to MindoftheMeanie.com <laughs> and pick up your Cella Toys. They are sold out at JB Toys and Collectibles, uh, and they are possibly sold out at Cella Toys. I, I think they were, but I think they had like a couple more they were getting, and then I don't know if those are sold out or not. But let's pretend they are. Uh, so, yeah, if you're inside the U.S., uh, shipping is included. If you're outside the U.S., be prepared to pay a lot of shipping. Um, but uh, we will still send it to you. Um, but you'll also be getting an email first saying, hey, so listen. Um, but, yeah, love these figures. Um, Chella is knocking out of the park. They're doing an amazing job. More to come from Chella. More to come from Mind of the Meanie. Uh, Hopefully. Maybe. Maybe. But you know what? There's I'm Ron Burgundy. There's definitely more to come from, from Mind of the Meanie. Uh, like episode 64. Next Monday, just like every Monday, when we take another trip into the mind. The world of MLW Radio never stops.